Hey guys, it's Gwen. If you love what you hear, there are a few ways you can help us during season two. First, don't forget to subscribe to the Fresh Fiction Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcast apps. Rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast with your friends helps us out more than you'll ever know. Sharing is caring, as they say. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram as Real Vixen. The Fresh Fiction Podcast is brought to you by Ravel Books and Bethany House, publishers of Thirst of Steel by Ronnie Kendig. Welcome back to the Fresh Fiction Podcast. My name is Gwen Reyes and I am your host extraordinaire. I'm so excited to be back with you today and I have a very special guest. We are joined today by Ronnie Kendig, who is the author of Thirst of Steel. She joined me a little bit earlier last year to discuss Thirst of Steel and I was thrilled to chat with her. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. We loved the book at Fresh Fiction. We had a really great review of it that I was just reading through a few minutes ago. Um, But I'm so excited to talk to you because this is the final in the talk series, correct? It is. It is is number three in the books. There was a a prequel novella, but yeah, number three in the final. I wanted to have you introduce yourself to our listeners. Okay. Um, I... I am Ronnie Kendig. I'm the author of Rapid Fire Fiction. I've got about 20 titles to my name now, and I've been writing, um, well, I mean, I tell people I've been I've been creating stories since I was a little girl with my Barbies, but um, I was first published in 2010 and um, have really enjoyed writing in the Rapid Fire Fiction where just fast-paced adventure. And um, I am the mother of four children, a retired military working dog, and a six month old puppy oh puppies yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's exhausting yeah i was gonna say i i now understand why your day has been very crazy because every day has to be crazy when you have a six month old puppy yeah we were at training this morning so that's why I was, Ooh, yeah anyway <laughs> do you ever get to put your dogs into your books I have, as a matter of fact, um, Volt, my retired military working dog, has appeared in the talk files. So that was that was really fun and kind of cathartic to put him in there and give him a little bit of honor for his service in the military. But I haven't yet put Benning in. I haven't had him long enough long to enough, be yeah. in the middle of a book. Yeah, so um, he'll probably show up somewhere. <laughs> One day. We have, uh, my parents have a four-year-old golden retriever, and she is still oh. a nightmare, uh, like a puppy nightmare oh, no. in a dog. In a dog body. So I'm always like, oh my yeah, goodness. it must be nice to, I completely understand that crazy six months. <laughs> yeah. We've had um, two other golden retrievers, but um, this guy is, um, he is so smart and he is very stubborn. When he decides he's not going to hear you, he just acts like he, you know, doesn't he hear doesn't, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just kind of looks away like there is nothing happening here. <laughs> You're like, I've never felt so invisible before. <laughs> <laughs> Thought we were supposed to be loved unconditionally by these guys. Right? Apparently not. I know. Where is that? Where is that? <laughs> that is too funny. So published since 2010. What were you doing before that? <laughs> Big question. Um, I was trying to get published. Um, <laughs> um, I was a homeschool mom. Um, I did that actually through, um, I guess, what was it, two, three years ago. I um, graduated my, um, I have identical twin boys, and uh, we graduated them um, two years ago. And so, um, 
before that, I was also finishing my degree. I took I took the seventeen year plan. I, I wasn't into rushing it. <laughs> That's fine. You have to have time. You have to like have that. Yeah. Like, the, people yeah. who are us creative people, we have to have our time. You know. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Cause I've talked to a bunch of authors who uh, are also homeschooled moms and or homeschooling moms. And what I've always found really interesting was one of them pointed out that she uh, would write while her kids would have like their creative. They one of the classes they were taking was like write a novel in a year. And so I'm curious for you, is that something that you ever did with your, uh, when you were homeschooling or to kind of encourage your kids to write, but also were you using that time to write at all for yourself? Um, I, my muse is really funny. She will not operate during the day and she gets really mad when I try to make her. So, um, uh, but I have used um, writing curriculum that has come out of um, like ACFW and stuff. I've used that for my my kids to understand writing and how to, you know the mechanics of it. Um, but usually, you know, you were asking what I did before I got published, and I would homeschool during the day, and then and after dinner. My husband was in charge of the kids, and I would go into a room or an office, and I'd shut the door, and that was kind of my therapy time, and that's when I would write. Um, and so my muse is very much a night owl, and I've tried to get her to talk to me in the morning, and it makes her mad. So yeah, you have, <laughs> to, you have to do that. <laughs> so you're very used to now writing in, like, two-hour increments. <laughs> Right, right. And I mean, I guess in a way you've always been able to be a full-time writer because you've, you've worked out of your home. Um, has there been any difference between your experience of being an aspiring author versus the pressures of being a now-published author for almost 10 years? Well, I think the pressures change um, when you're, you know, of course, you, pressures and goals. Um, when you're trying to get published, that's your goal is to get published. And then once you're published, you got to stay published. So, you know, you've got to keep things new and you've got to keep things fresh for your readers and exciting so that they'll keep coming back for more. So I think, you know, there's always a goal that we're striving for and we should always, you know, always learning, you know, Colleen Coble from um, American Christian Fiction Writer, she's, you know, she talks about how, you know, writers should never stop learning, and that's why you'll see a lot of them, a lot of us who are multi-published at the conferences still, because we, there's always something to learn. I love your tagline of, uh, what was it, fast-paced action, or no, fast-paced fiction? It's rapid-fire fiction. Rapid-fire fiction. Okay, I love that, because yeah. um, it tells me exactly what I'm getting, and for yeah. you, was, uh, was suspense and, and thriller, was that a genre you loved reading, and then just kind of, like, tried a whole bunch of things, or was it a very natural uh, fit for you and your, your writing voice? I've always been writing some form of suspense. Um, I did, um, my first book was a, kind of a spy thriller. And then I went, fell into um, writing, well, even with Dead Reckoning, my first book, there was a military element there. But, you know, I had an experience um, that happened that told me, you know, if I'm going to write military, I have to write and make sure that I show the toll that it takes on you know, for the family and the soldier. Um, so that that rapid-fire fiction worked so well because it tells you exactly what I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not, I mean, I enjoy watching, like, Pride and Prejudice on BBC, but 
I just don't enjoy, I mean, writing that. It was come, it was a grind for me. And I started looking at what I was watching, what I was reading, and they were much faster-paced books. Um, so that, yeah, that was a segue that I, you know, that was something I fell into really easily. And um, with the Tux Files, what's really interesting about it is it's got this, like, almost Dan Brown-esque feel to it. It's very, like, Da Vinci Code, and, and, and then, but, right, but, then yeah. you, but then you add the military element to it. Was that kind of what you were going for with it? Yes, absolutely. I was so excited that um, I was able to do that. Um, I'm One of my favorite authors is, is a mainstream author, James Rollins, and he has a paramilitary team, Sigma Force, that he, mm-hmm. um, he takes and they, you know, deal with artifacts. And, you know, he has supernatural elements in there and all that. And I just loved that concept, and I realized that's a lot of what I was writing. So wanting to do that something different for my readers, um, thinking about um, the different – I was um, – Brad Taylor on Facebook had posted this picture um, and he's like, find out where this is, and the person who does wins a boat. And I, I was, it was late at night, and I was looking for a, a procrastination tool. So I was like, game on. And I started looking, and it just started falling into all of these things. And I realized I never liked high school. In high school, I never liked history. But I fell in love with history, teaching my kids and learning more about history, where it was more about people than it was just about dates and locations. Right. And so being able to bring that alive in this series was with a paramilitary team. Oh, I had so much fun. I loved it. I think I always feel like these kind of stories just are so engaging. And there's such a, like, a very hardcore fan base for these kind of stories, too. I agree. I agree. So let's talk about the Tox Files and finishing up the series. And then, because especially with Thirst of Steel being sort of like one last job, you know, that kind of a, that kind of a big story and book, and then also oh, trying to uh-huh. make everything. Um, let's, yeah, tell us a little bit more about the series, and then we'll dig into Thirst of Steel after that. Okay, well, one of the main elements, of course, you, you already touched on the archaeological element, but um, we tied it to a biblical artifact um, because I wanted to really, you know, in James Rollins's books, he, you know, it's, he was finding, like, things from Genghis Khan and stuff. But I really wanted to be able to explore biblical artifacts. And, um, but also, in all of my series, you find a paramilitary team. And the team dynamic is very important to my central character. And I don't change major point of view throughout all of them, but all of the team members will have a voice um, through the books. So that's been kind of one of my my trademarks is having the paramilitary team as well as having the artifact and then um with the, you know with each book i would bring in new fresh blood to, again keep it interesting and exciting for the characters so. but then of course with it being the tox files and you know that's the name of our main character um with thirst of steel it's it's his last he's got one foot out the door sort of thing um and what i just thought was so interesting is you do really do such a great job of wrapping it all up and putting these high stakes into these characters that it was an enormous task and um i was all i was on the verge of losing my mind because it wasn't just i had to each book has its own story, but then there are these threads that go through all three books. So within Thirst, I had to tie up its own story, but then I had to pull everything that had happened in the other two books and the prequel novella into the third book. It was a monstrous task, yeah. and I, I have an amazing editor because she, she's like, there's so many moving parts in here. And I'm like, I know what I'm getting lost. <laughs> so um, she, was, she was phenomenal. This was phenomenal in helping me pull it all together and 
making sure everything was tied up. It was, it, it, I, I was kind of like, I hope I never do that again. But then again, I, I thrived on it, so <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a big difference for you between writing series and writing a standalone story? Yes, and I think you know they. To me, they have both. There's both a good and there's a bad. I I don't I don't like the standalone because I invest so much in digging into my characterization, and usually I have a team that I write to. So to me, it almost feels like not a whole story if I don't have my paramilitary team and have you know the tie-ins to the next book. Um, but on the other hand, there is so much more you know, to do when you're doing a series because um, the type of series I write is when a, when, a, when a reader gets to book three and a character walks on stage and says something, I want the reader to be able to say, oh, that's so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And so you that's something you've got to build through all three books and or, you know, three or four books, whatever it is. And that's that's that can be a monumental task. But um, so I think they both have their pluses and minuses. Yeah, I imagine your um, office has to have like, uh, uh, almost looks like a um, conspiracy theorist thing with strings and <laughs> connecting every, <laughs> connecting all the stories and the characters. <laughs> yeah, when uh, uh, one of my books, um, Operation Zulu, I was living in Virginia and um, our basement had an unfinished section. And I actually cleared it out and had my husband just put grease boards, drill grease boards into all the supports. <laughs> and it was just, we called it the pit. And I, that was how I could do all of my brainstorming on there. And I really have a very small office now. And it's like, I don't have enough white space. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do. It, it is. It, it's really hard. Um, I'm very visual. So I like being able to put it all on grease boards and see the different parts that are moving through the, through the book. Absolutely. It's like, it's all about that pre-work before you sit down and have to like yeah. put it down and use those hours as much as you possibly can. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you finish the series and then you're probably working on your next, uh, your next book and next series. But, um, when you're not writing or when you need a brain break, I'm curious to know what you're currently watching, reading and listening to. Okay. So for watching, um, we have family night and whenever we sit down, we watch, um, TV with, with our twins. They're, they're still at home. They're 18. Um, and we're going through, um, we're watching Arrow right now. We just finished the Expanse series mm-hmm. um, on on TV. We also, we were going to try and like space out the Jack Ryan thing, and then we binged it in like a night and a half. It always so. happens. It's like, I have these yeah. intentions to not binge it, and then all of a sudden I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's a huge Clancy fan, so it was really cool to see. I, we think they did a really great job on, on Jack Ryan. Um as for what I'm reading, um, looking at my stack, I had um, I've got like my long-term to be read stack, but my more short-term, I'm reading um, Fox by uh, Nadine Brandes. Um, I'm reading a book called Mossad: The Greatest Missions of the Israeli Secret Service by I don't know. He's got some big long name. <laughs> <laughs> you like research? <laughs> yeah, and then. Um, I also have, um, I'm because I'm writing also in the speculative genre, um, I've been exploring books kind of similar to that. So I have, we watched the Expanse series, but we were so enthralled with the story world that I went and bought 
I've been re- I'm working through each of the books. Those are so. my brother's favorite books right now. He loves them. Phenomenal. I'm I'm just amazed. And you know, I was actually on right before you you called. <laughs> I was on uh, Amazon looking at the next two books. So um, um, I guess that's what I'm listening to as well. Um, is an Audible book. Um, as for music, I would have to say Lauren Daigle. She. Her music to me is there's such a maturity in there that um, I'm just amazed that she's so young and has that type of maturity in the words that she's singing. Um, and then I guess um, I listen to a lot of um, like soundtrack style music, um, like Audio Machine, and there's a group called um, Two Steps from Hell. Sorry, <laughs> that's not a curse word. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I listen to them a lot when I'm writing, um, because it's just, it's just soundtrack. There's no words to it. So I'm, I'm not distracted while I'm writing. So, and then, um, my favorite new artist is Ledger who came out of the Skillet band. She's, um, Jen Ledger's pretty amazing. That's so cool. And so you, you like a lot of female singers too, which is really nice. I do. I, I, that's why I was, I was looking at my, um, my iTunes, see what was most recent and, um, Lauren, and then um, I also have um, Mandisa, so that's another one that I've been listening to. Really appreciate her. She's really fun on Instagram. She's just amazing. Yeah, that's. I always love when you get to engage with. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's really fun, and especially when they open themselves up like that. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I'm not that brave yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get there, but I haven't quite. Done, I haven't done a live video yet, so we'll see. Maybe someday. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue um, because our time is up, and this was so much fun, Ronnie. But I want to make sure that there uh, that you let our listeners know where they can find out more about you and also stay in touch with you. Best place is either on Facebook or Instagram. On Facebook, um, it's. Facebook.com slash Rapid Fire Fiction. And then um, on Instagram, it's just Candic Ronnie. You guys can buy <laughs> Thirst of Steel anywhere books are sold online and in person. Ronnie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Gwen. I really enjoyed it. I was honored to be here. Thank you. I'd also like to extend my thanks to Ronnie Kendig for joining me today. You can find Thirst of Steel anywhere books are sold. Thank you also to Ravel Books and Bethany House for their continued support of the podcast. Make sure you stop by freshfiction.com to find out more about Ronnie Kendig and other Ravel Books and Bethany House authors. And until next time, happy reading.